Hi, I'm Julie Lucas, class of 1997 and Chief Advancement Officer for Darlington School. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today we are joined by Crawford Brock and Steve Winkler, both from the great class of 1972. Today we will be talking about their Darlington experience, their upcoming 50th reunion, and their class scholarship. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Thank you for joining us today. How are y'all? Awesome. Great, great. All right, so Crawford, tell me, where are you dialing in from today? I'm in Dallas, Texas. Great, and Steve, what about you? Actually in Houston, Texas, as we're babysitting for our, our middle daughter and her, our grandson. Wonderful. Nice. Well, thank y'all for taking the time today. Uh, we we love to brag on the class of 72, but y'all have um, just really great stories and appreciate you sharing them with us. So let's start off real quick. I'd like to ask each one of you to share with us. How did you end up at Darlington? Steve, will you go first? Certainly. When I was born, my parents enrolled me at both Baylor and Macaulay because of the Dalton High School, which is where I'm from, Dalton, Georgia. Uh, was so much into football, they were afraid that I wouldn't get the education that I needed. So they enrolled me at Baylor Macaulay. And as I got older, I said, we got to see if there's an alternative to the military schools of Baylor Macaulay. And thus, Darlington came to be. And so the summer before my freshman year, I spent that summer in at Darlington uh, in the dorm, just trying to see if it was going to work for me. And as, as history will portray, uh, I was there for four years after that. So, Wink, you were in the dormitory going into your freshman year that summer? That's correct. You know, Bill Smith was there then. Yes, we actually, our roommates, neither one of our roommates came back, and that's how we sort of became roommates yeah. after that. Awesome. Exactly. That's when you guys started taking over the school. <laughs> you know, the president of the school was Gordon Von Durant, and by the time Wink and and, and Smith graduated, it was Gordon, there was Bill Bondurant and Gordon Winkler. <laughs> they were running, running the place and it hadn't changed. Y'all definitely did, have great leadership in your class. We did have a good run, there's no question about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Crawford, you didn't come as far from Dalton. Tell us you, how you ended up well, at Darlington. Yeah, I grew up in Rome, I was a day student and um, I just remember being in the fifth grade at Central Primary, having gone all the way through. And Miss Davis asked, uh, who's, where's everybody going to school after, you know, because it ended in the fifth. And several of us raised our hands. Somehow I knew I was going to Darlington. And I, I don't recall any early discussion. I don't recall going out to the school. I just knew I was going. And, you know, the, the guys that were in there were, you know, Arthur Gray, Mark Manus, Bob Hortman. I mean, all of this really great group of guys. And uh, we all came over together and, you know, it was a, a really kind of nice experience as we went through. And I, I, you know, I, I looked, Wink, with Tuttle several years ago at how many day students we had totally on the annual. And I, I don't think it was like maybe 27 or 28 or, or maybe less and that there were like 78 boarding students in our class, which is kind of unusual. And I 
was wondering, you know, we keep talking about the class of 72 and, and this dynamic leadership, which is really a couple of guys, and that would be Winkler and Smith, really holding us together all these years. But I think it's a bigger subject, honestly, for me and maybe for other guys in the class, but we're a, we're mostly first-generation World War II sons of dads that fought. And I don't know that it was ever talked about in anybody's home, but I know for the guy, the day students that I have had some relationships with, that, that, was, that came up. And it was really uh, a sense of pride that you, you know, and I think it's the energy for me looking back over because it, you know, all those guys are very successful people, your doctors and lawyers, but also the dorm students were extraordinary people. And, you know, we, we go through the list of these guys. They've all done really well, except for Winkler. And, you know, they've been very <laughs> successful. And so, you know, it was, it's incredible that the class is kept together. And I know that my younger brother is in a class and they have none of this camaraderie. None of they've not, they're, I don't think they, I think he's class of 74. You might look at their alumni participation, but it's, it's not healthy. Not like this is. Well, Crawford, I think, I'm sorry, Julie. I think part of it was indeed shortly after we graduated, I did begin to try and capture the information from everybody about where they were, what they were doing, because I was afraid that indeed, once we all graduated that as we left the stage at the chapel, we would never see each yeah. other again. Yeah. I think that happened so often. And so my goal was to try and keep up with everybody. I think it was probably that way it would be an opportunity for me to ask other people for work, maybe for money, you know, for whatever uh, advice they might have, but just to stay in touch with us because I did feel like we did have just a, a super class, both the, we didn't have that dorm, dirt mentality that we had heard about over the years. We had a great relationship with our yeah. day students, with the kids in Rome. I mean, how often did I go to somebody's home in Rome? It was happening you know, almost every weekend we'd spend some time with them. Uh, it was just a, it just worked out very well that the class was so homogeneous almost. Now, Steve, I recall uh, before we graduated, you hosted your parents hosted the whole class, or, or I thought you did. I just remember driving up there, and it was some kind of a party, and I think we had dates, and it was we were dancing, and it was just really fun, but knowing that this was it, we're all about to part ways, and I think that kind of was the icing on the cake for the cementing of you and Smith holding us together. It, it, it was, it, I remember that, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got a yeah. fantastic memory to recall that, but indeed we did have a, a yeah. post-graduation party. And I think it was probably at the Dalton Golf and Country Club, if I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah. Uh, and you're absolutely right. It was a great evening. You know, that think back about all that. I had actually yeah. forgotten about all that. Well, exactly. a prime example, I'm, I'm want to talk to you about each one of you individually, but yeah. you always bring up the class because that's what it's about with the class of 72. Yeah. It doesn't matter who we talk to in your class, you always bring it back to your group and how close you are. And it, it's, it's remarkable. So we, we, we love to be able to hear your stories. I hadn't heard that story before about going to your parents' house. So I think that's wonderful. 
All right, so you mentioned graduation. Quickly, tell me real quick, where did each of you go after graduation? Mm -hmm. To college and then, and, and where did you end up, and what have you done with your career? Crawford, we'll start with you. I, I was two years at Hamden, Sydney, and two years at Tallahassee with Bill Smith there at uh, Florida State. And then was hired by Neiman's, I moved to Dallas, was with those guys for 12 years, was hired away by Ms. Hunt here at the Crescent to run their retail. Uh, bought the company 20-something years ago, and I'm still here. <laughs> so, and, yeah, yeah, I'm running Stanley Korshak, which is a retail business. We're just shy of $50 million, and uh, it's been good. I mean, life's good. I love it. Steve, tell us, where'd you go after you uh, walked across the stage? Uh, ran up to Nashville, Tennessee, and did four years at Vanderbilt. Got that degree and then went over to Duke University in Durham, North Carolina and got my master's in healthcare administration and began my career in hospital or healthcare administration starting my first job was back in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So it wasn't too far away. And then from there to Florida for a couple of institutions and then ultimately to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And have been in several different environments in Baton Rouge with Baton Rouge General for the longest time, for about 21 years. And actually we'll start a new gig uh, the day after Labor Day, uh, the Orthopedic Surgery Center in Baton Rouge. There's a, a new opportunity, a new beginning, if you will. So we're still continuing to fight the battle <clears throat> and see if we can't take care of folks in the best way possible. Nice. I love it. And even though y'all have lived apart for a while, what's wonderful is you always come back to the lakeside. Tell me a little bit about why you're excited about your 50th reunion. And Steve, do you want to start us on that? Being the class agent, you always help get everybody here and get them excited and get the event planned. Well, it's just uh, just the whole idea that, I mean, it's hard for me to believe that 50 years ago, we walked across that stage. That to me is just unreal. I, just, I, I can't get my mind around that. Uh, but it's so exciting, and the fact that we have been able to maintain such a close-knit class uh, that it will be just fabulous for us to be able to see everybody and say hello again to the folks that we've spent three or four or more years. Some people went to Darlington from, I believe, even the, I don't know, what did it start at the first grade at one point? Uh, sixth grade when we started. Sixth, sixth grade. Sixth or twelve, yeah. So, I mean, you know, those folks ingrained in Darlington even more than ours. We were just there for four years. Uh, so it's just exciting to have, be able to come back together and say hello to your, our friends who we spent so much time together with and got to know so well, particularly living in the dormitory environment where you literally all of a sudden, and I'm an only child, and suddenly I had 30 or 40 brothers that I was living on the same floor with. So it was just a phenomenal experience. And maybe that was part of why I enjoyed it so much because I didn't have the experience of, you know, brothers and sisters that to fight with or to deal with and then come to an environment at Darlington where you suddenly have 30 or 40 brothers that you're living on the same floor with. What about you, Crawford? What are you, you excited know, to? Same, same experience that uh, Steve's talking about. I, I just remember going um, over the years, coming back for our reunions and seeing these really old guys that were together <laughs> and there were maybe eight or 10 or 12 from some class, you know, 
and thinking, God, that's just, these are old people. And, <laughs> and really just can't like you, Steve, I, I can't believe it's 50 years. I don't feel 50 years later. I think I'm much younger and in, in, in my heart and spirit. So I, this is going to be interesting to see how we all fit back in because I, I don't see myself as one of those old guys over there that we all knew, especially the locals from Rome. I knew their parents and I mean the kids, but I knew that these were their dads and they were coming back to the reunion there on the lawn in front of the chapel where we did, I guess they, is that where we're still going to do it this year? Or is it going to be the same place? So we'll, we have a couple of different places around campus where we'll have events. Friday night, the uh, the picnic is going to be over on the baseball field. We're right there close to um, the football game. So we can go straight from a big, huge picnic over to the game. And then uh, the next day, we will over by what, what, as a class of 97, calls the old gym. Um, I believe that many people call it the new gym. The old, old gym was elsewhere. But... We will have a huge lunch out on the lawn over there. And then your cocktail party and your Golden Tigers, which is celebrating 50th reunions and above, will be at the Home on the Hill. And then you'll come back down the hill for a huge cocktail party on the lawn. And we moved it out there last year, and it I almost doubled in size. So to your point of seeing, um, you'll be able to see young and old and everything in between, and we'll all be celebrating our reunions together. It's Sorry. my 25th. Oh, my, really? Yeah. 25. I, and I think the other factor is that we actually are able to step on the chapel lawn. Legally. Exactly. <laughs> Poor Mr. Moser is turning uh, over the grave as we step on that grass, but you know, there's something about being able to stand on the grass at the chapel. <laughs> Absolutely. We hear that a lot. And you are more than welcome to walk all over it while you're here. You know, well, Steve, me... oh, go ahead. I was oh. going to just add a little sidebar. I spent a lot of time with Greg Tuttle, at, you know, in school. And I heard more funny stories about our class and things that happened <laughs> with doing things in the dormitory and Van S. And, and I'm sure you're aware of all that. And then, uh, uh, I guess there was this, I mean, I guess we could talk about this now, but apparently the half the class of Dormstead snuck out like a couple of days before graduation, right? Is that right, Steve? Never. No, sir. Yeah. Not at all. Well, it's rumored Reminder, that Reminder, this happened. is being recorded. <laughs> anyway, so I think it, they didn't know what to do because, you know, everybody was gone and when they did a bed check. And this is what's rumored. I don't think it happened, but anyway story is that they you know let it go <laughs> so maybe all rumors right steve started. rumors <laughs> have to be rumors because i mean clearly i never steve not, I knew I never, nothing about it bill and i never did anything like that <laughs> you know i kind of missed that senior dorm building that you guys had it was it was a new space i you know i stayed right. in it for summer football camp in august and it was really nice i do recall pulling in i had a an MG back then and mostly never put the top up. So even when it was cold, it was always down. We had a great heater, no AC, you know, 55 miles an hour with the top off was our AC. But I remember getting out, there was snow on the ground and making a snowball and throwing it at one of the dormsters coming out. Well, you know, how many lived there, Steve? Like 60, 70? 60, 60 yeah. like that. 
well, you know, you throw it at one, and there's like I had my brother and Drew Garner me, and then some others pulled in, but all of a sudden it was like 50 against four. <laughs> so we're running up to the Porter building after we realized we were outnumbered. <laughs> so, oh, the life lessons you learn at Darlington. <laughs> yeah, that was fun time. Well, well, one thing, you know, of course, both of you, you don't live near Rome coming to Alumni Weekend. There's an effort there. You're, um, depending on what age you are, you're either finding babysitters or bringing family members or taking time away from work. So um, if you were to tell somebody who's considering or thinking about coming back to their reunion but thinking they're not going to come, what would you tell them? I would tell them you got to. You got to. Unfortunately, and we've lost a few of our class over the years, and this may be the last chance you get to see some of those class members. So take advantage of it and come on back to Rome. And it's, you know, it's one weekend. Uh, for us, it's a, it's a great opportunity because we're going to be able to see our oldest daughter lives in Athens. So we're able to swing down there while we're in, in Georgia and have spend some time with, with her and also actually drive up to Dalton probably and see where I grew up, which has now changed dramatically. But it's, it's just that opportunity that you don't get very often. Take advantage of it. Come see your old classmates. Uh, as I said, because unfortunately we're we're losing a few as we as we go as we age. That's good advice. Just do it. Right. Well, good. Well, I'd love to um, shift a little bit, but but still based around Alumni Weekend. So y'all had an amazing turnout for your 45th, and while you were here, you were engaged with everything and got to hear from school leadership and Brent Bell and. Um, Y'all left inspired, and I'd love for you, uh, Crawford, if you wouldn't mind getting us started, but y'all were inspired to come together and make, make an impact on Darlington. I'd love for you to share a little bit about what that was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, but I think uh, Mr. Bell, Brent Bell called, and we met, or he, we talked, and I'm, somehow I think I'm at Starbucks, but that may have been a follow-up visit. And he started talking about, um, would I be interested in helping the school raise some money and chairing, um, you know, a committee of some of our friends put together a committee and, and go raise some money. And I remember well, how much, <coughs> and he said, I think he said 600,000 was the number. And I'm thinking in my head, well, you know, I think we could do that because, you know, 10 guys given 60,000 would be 600. So, um, <clears throat> It sounded like something we could do. I remember there had been some meetings and we were talking about the endowment. <clears throat> the school needed to go attack the endowment and this was an opportunity to help. And um, pretty easy decision. Knew that we could put together a, a great group as happened. And um, it just came together. It was very nice. All right, so tell us, what, what have you done with that? Y'all came together and created Go ahead, Steve. I mean, it's, you know, we a lot of discussion about where the money would go and a lot of good feedback on that. And I think in the end, um, it's about students and getting students that perhaps can't afford the tuition and being able to help them. And I know there was a lot of discussion I, I, that I had with, with Bob Hortman and Brent Bell about the dormitories, the, 
the day students and what um, the capacity of the dorms were and the shape they were in. And, and it just seemed like we had an opportunity to do more to um, help the school. And, and I think in the end decided that the best thing was to offer the scholarship, which I understand we now have somebody selected, which is, is that public yet or is it about to be? It, it will be, it okay. will be, yes. Very exciting. So the class of 72 Lakeside Scholarship is an amazing thing that y'all have come together and, and done with the class of 72, both, both the boys and the girls, the, the men and the women came together to do this and have created um, opportunities for students to come to Darlington now and um, years to come. And we're just so grateful for that. And it's I, amazing, but your class is always so unique. You have so many leaders who come together and work so well together. You know, I was, we talked about this earlier, but I really think this is an opportunity for Darlington to reach back out to the other classes and challenge them to do something like this, even if it's 50,000 or 100,000. And I don't mean through the annual fund, but actually through something like this. And there's got to be other classes that would, rise to the occasion or could because they had that potential well and we haven't even talked about this and i didn't even you teed this up perfectly and accidentally but both the class of 71 and the class of 73 or class of 63 are working together to do just that oh nice y'all have inspired them to come together as a class and work to create their own endowment and i know that as more people read about this in the upcoming magazine and read more online, you're going to inspire even more classes to do so. Fantastic. You know, we, we knew a lot of the class of 71. That, that was a great group. I knew many of the day students, of course, and they, some of them were, the, the, were siblings of some good friends of mine. And, um, and there were several great dorm students that I knew through soccer and football and things like that. But that's right. Really great to hear. Yeah, actually, a number of the 71 married some of the 72 or so. Uh, we've been able to sort of stay in touch with them that way. Uh, in fact, our reunion activity will be at one of those homes. Yeah, uh, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy and Robin Byers. So uh, that's a 71 to 72 match. That's, uh, yeah. we're, we're taking the opportunity to spend time with them as well. They both you know, fantastic. And you know, there were guys in that class, the Hoyt boys and Vernon Grizzard, Bill Kelly, Collie Powers, Ralph Noble, John Strange. All of those guys were, I felt real close to them from all that running we did in soccer, that if they came to our reunion, I would expect that they would be just a part of the whole group as if we went to theirs. I, you know, it would be a, a nice to see them. Absolutely. and and. I encourage everyone to come back because each alumni weekend is while we use that time to celebrate the reunion years, everyone is invited to campus for all the events. Yeah. Well, right. I love, um, I think all, all our listeners always love to hear from our alums and what they were involved in while they were at school. So Steve, would you tell us what, what'd you enjoy doing when you were on campus? Oh, there are so many different memories from uh, in particular the drama side of things. Bill and I worked the spotlights for the, a play that was the You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And in that particular play, we had to go between sort of cartoon 
comic strips, if you will, that were built on the stage. And so the spotlights had to be right on to do that. And I remember both of us just being so glad when we finished that particular scene that we had successfully put the spotlight in the right right corner each time. So that was one of those fun things. Um, certainly was involved with the tennis, not as a player, but as the manager. Wrestling, of course, my favorite piece about wrestling was I did have hold the record for the fastest pin. The problem was I was the guy on the bottom. <laughs> The other, the other thing I, I would have to mention is, uh, you know, the year after we graduated is when the Thornwood became part of Darlington. And, and yeah. I, I've always wondered if they waited till after Crawford and I graduated before they would let the girls on the campus. I figured that's probably what it was. I think I saw that <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Now, Crawford, you mentioned running and you mentioned soccer. Well, Share we, a little bit more. Yeah, so many great memories from the lower school to playing tennis ball, tennis football behind the school when right before we started classes and all the way through, uh, you know, I was involved in uh, football, soccer, track, and, um, you know, just great, great, great memories of all that. In fact, the, the whole soccer experience was really quite something from Coach Burt and, and uh, Clint John. Mr. Campbell kept telling us we were just mediocre, you know, and using this Greek mythology of, you know, I was afraid we'd get hubris. I think Clint had some of that too. And, you know, meanwhile, we won every game, but we really weren't very good. We were just mediocre, <laughs> you know, and then won that state championship. Probably a highlight in a, in a way when I come back to, to Rome and see all those guys again, it's like I have to relive it because I don't see them every day to have gotten beyond reliving it. And I learned things in this reunion that we had 30 years later, and then we had something else not too long ago, maybe 40 years later. Clint calls and get everybody together. And um, and I was in the middle in the soccer team, and, and there were some people behind me that I thought were there. And I found out later that somebody wasn't starting that I thought had started, and um, it was a shocker because this person had always been there. And um, Anyway, I think it explained a couple of goals that we might have given up. So. But great memories of all that and just the funny things that happened in classes and things that we did and just just very fond memories. And, you know, when you're running your heart out, you, you get to know somebody pretty good. I also ran cross country a couple of times. Got talked into doing it. I didn't enjoy it, but I did it anyway. <laughs> Now, Crawford, you mentioned the, uh, a bunch of the coaches that you were talking about. One of the things that the dorm students had the advantage of over the day students is was that in living in the dormitories were the faculty members. So right. we literally got to know both the faculty member and their spouse uh, and more often than not also babysat for the faculty members as well. So there was, you know, it was a constant encouragement about getting your stuff done and if yeah. you had a question, you can literally walk down the hall and ask them a question. Um, so that, that was another huge advantage, I think, to the, the whole Darlington experience, and in particular yeah. for the dorm students who live in the dorm with the with your teachers. Uh, and also and you know, to keep your act together because they were right there, but still it was all, it was all good. And, and you know, I, I just had this recollection of the teachers back then. They, they were older 
been around the school for a long time, you know, just great respect. You know, we remember we, we, we would stand up when the teacher walked in and they would say, be seated. And that sort of thing just resonates with me, even in, you know, my life experiences here and, um, and just that respect that you had and be seated and, uh, great memories of those guys and all the math classes. I, I really enjoyed all the math classes I took and even a lot in college of it that I did well in. And I, you know, I, I liken, um, you know, I do give speeches a lot or get asked to talk to different groups and so forth. But you know, remember the movie Miracle on Ice and the coach is trying to get the students to hate him and like them and where you, where'd you play? And they played at New Hampshire and different places, but they were fighting with each other. And he got them to, he ran them to death to a point where they really were focused on him and not each other and became a great team. And I think in a way, I think about some of the things we had where Clint made these decisions, ran us to death, and we all came together. And he, he, he really did a remarkable job of creating that environment. And, um, you know, we did have a lot of great 71s on that team that were amazing leaders and went on to do great things. And I think it, it, the guys from the day students are with me that I knew in our class that were also just, I mean, like five or six became doctors and a couple of lawyers and a retailer and, you know, <laughs> ran their companies, Jimmy running his business and Vernon his and Noble running his family's business. I mean, it was very, just great memories about all that. Just can't wait to see them and talk to them. And I think well, that's why these students that, that may, hopefully they had some experiences like we did, Steve, that, that will come back and rekindle some of those relationships if they haven't been back. But, I, you know, I'm thinking this is a big time to come. It's our 50th. And hopefully, and maybe we talked about maybe making some more calls. I, I pretty much talked to everybody in the class that I had a phone number for and reminded them about this coming up date and so on. So. I'm excited to see who does turn out. Nothing replaces being in person and getting to see people face to face. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you all enough for taking the time today to share with us a little bit about your time at Darlington and your upcoming reunion. And of course, the amazing things that y'all are doing for Darlington's future through the Lakeside Scholarship. Uh, the class of 72, both Thornwood and Darlington, are leaders and are inspirational. And I cannot wait to see y'all here in October. And uh, we're going to celebrate y'all all weekend long. Thank you. Super. Super. Yeah. Okay. Well, part of what we do all the time is uh, Darlington Connects. And if we ever have anybody in our community who would like to reach out to you for any reason, um, but mostly as it comes to, you know, your career or networking, uh, we encourage them to email connect at darlingtonschool.org. And I would love to ask if both of y'all would be willing to connect with any of our alumni. Sure. Yeah. I think you two were the, some of the first to reach out when we first launched the program. So thank you so much. Very, very welcome. Well, with that, I will see you by the lakeside in October. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe. 
You can check out today's show notes at www.darlingtonschool.org slash podcast. If you have questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is alumni produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org slash podcast.